Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another edition, another Sunday edition of the Inside Outside Guys. Here with you again for the next three hours. My name is Ken Calverly, and I am the Outside Guy. Good morning, everybody. Happy Sunday. Uh, Chuck Brightside here, the Inside Guy. Really happy to be with you. It's funny how you and I get talking every time we're together, and then all of a sudden we're going, oh, my gosh, we're going to start the show. You know what's funny is I, I – after the show, I think to myself, did we say that on the air or are we at the commercial break? Because we get together, we talk like a couple of schoolgirls, don't we? I remember doing that teaching. You know, we do eight and ten hour classes and you're driving home and you're, a thought occurs to you and the exact same thing. You go, did I discuss that during class or was that a sidebar conversation with a student? And you couldn't remember because right. you'd been so busy for three days, four days in a row. <laughs> did I say that out loud, right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, I want to remind uh, people, uh, the InsideOutsideGuys.com, if you are so unlucky enough to miss a show, if you go to the InsideOutsideGuys.com. be? <laughs> for us, terrible. For anybody sad. to miss us, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you go to the InsideOutsideGuys.com, you can find show archives. And a lot of people will ask us about certain things we say in the show, and you can always find those at the show archives at, at the InsideOutsideGuys.com and our discounts page on the InsideOutsideGuys.com. That's what I was going to bring up. Rocks. I am always – <laughs> I need to look at that more because I'm amazed constantly at some of the discounts offered. Yeah. Truly, I know that sounds like hype. You know, if anybody's listening, they're going, "Yeah, right." But truly, I look at that and I go, "Wow, that's why wouldn't you go to that?" I've always said since I, I mean, someone else came up with this, but better in my pocket than yours. I don't care if it's a penny. Better in my pocket than yours. And if you can go on with some of those and and say five hundred, a thousand, ten percent of whatever you're doing, why wouldn't you? That's found money. Yeah, exactly. It's funny you mentioned the penny because I've always been the guy that taught my kid pick up a penny. That's one percent. You gonna throw away one percent of your annual earnings? I agree. Yep. No, you wouldn't do it. You know, so yeah, take advantage of the, that discount page. Those are valid discounts. Uh, when we have a sponsor say, "I'm gonna offer five hundred dollars off," we we sit there and ask them, "Are you gonna raise the price five hundred and then discount it five hundred? Are you legitimately gonna take that off of your normal pricing?" And that's big for you and I. It is, and we'll tell people get the get the offer, then sh- then, then present that coupon. Absolutely, once you, once you get to bed. So, and also going back to our website, if you want to listen to yesterday's show on the website, we had Kyle Spavota, who is a fire chief from the Plainfields <laughs> Fire Department, gave us some great, great, great tips on how to stay safe in your home during the heating season. So, if you have a family, you want to make sure they stay safe. Be sure to listen to that. We'll have Kyle on again. I hope Kyle's not offended, but I always think of my Sharona. Whenever we say his his name, I think of that. It's yeah, and God bless him. There's nothing wrong with it. It's a good thing because it turns into a mnemonic. I can remember his name because I remember the tune. Oh yeah, I bet when he was a kid, like me, when I was a kid, I always heard the Calvary's coming. Did you? Oh yeah, always. Nobody could pronounce Bridenstine, so right. What rhymes with Bridenstine? I was called CB. That was a lot easier for people. Hey, I got a question for the concrete guy. Okay. Somebody gets done putting in a new driveway, and they probably put a broom finish on it. Yep. Why do they do that? And talk about that. Should it be really thick and deep? Should it be just barely noticeable? Will it go away? Will it stay? Good question. Can you make it invisible? We used to have people ask us, I don't want a broom finish. Oh, did you? Uh, yes, whether okay. it be a driveway, whether it be a walkway, and I'd say, okay, well, we can't do the job for you. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. We, Why? We, we want liability. Why? 
exterior crowd. <laughs> like a five-year-old, don't I? <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Exterior hard troweled concrete, which means there's no, it's not rough at all, is extremely slippery. Extremely. A garage. Anyone who's ever had the uh, snow melt off their car in the garage and then stepped in the water puddle, it is slippery. Or have a refreeze right after that. Exactly. Exactly. It is slippery. So anything exterior, unless it's under a roof, many porches don't get trowel fit or don't get broomed, should have a broom finish. Now, depending on how set up that driveway is or that concrete depends on how thick that broom finish is going to be. You and I saw a really bad one that we know we was put in wet. We, and it was a big wet. one, expensive. You know, it's interesting because as I drive down I-75, I look at what they do. And they literally, literally put grooves. They have about every half inch, they have grooves. And that's all for traction. You know how much quieter it is, too? Oh, the, sure. On the grooved concrete sure. versus the ungrooved concrete? I do. I do, yeah, absolutely. But what I think is really cool, people pay attention to it. As you're driving, you'll see different sections have different shades of concrete. Even still, it might have been poured two years sure. ago. And you'll hear homeowners, because someone may, may take um, a concrete truck and pour two pours, and they're just a hair off shades, and homeowners do not like I that. However, it has zero to do with the strength of the concrete. Yep. Eventually, they're all going to turn the same color. No one will ever notice. That's going to be more dirt than anything else. <laughs> but I think it's interesting. I remember years ago doing a job for a, a condo complex, and they didn't want to pay me because it was all curing weird and differently. I mean, modeled. It, it, modeled, yeah. It got, it got ugly, but I got paid, bottom line. And, and to go back to your question, I just want people to understand, especially this time of year, if your concrete looks weird and you had it poured this year, that's okay. It'll all turn out the same color. But, yes, exterior concrete, boy, that was a long-winded answer, needs to be broomed. needs yeah. to be rough. Now, they also got something here. That's really but it rough. ought to be. Let me, let me follow up real quick. Sure. It shouldn't be real deep grooves. No. It ought to be barely discernible, but give you a textured surface. Unless you're on a deep. Incline on your driveway. Then I might do a little bit. Now they also have something I called an opposite direction, a, a swirl trowel finish, sure. which is a rough finish, which is beautiful. A little more expensive, but it's absolutely beautiful. That's uh, yeah. Hey, we're gonna take your calls. Eight 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 six five four guys equals eight 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 six five four four eight nine seven. Look, this is Southeast Michigan. If you need a roof, there's not much more we can say than Kearns Brothers. Welcome back, everybody. Appreciate you being with us. I want to remind you the phone lines are open today, 888-654-4897. Uh, at 1030, we're going to have Steve Iverson call us from Basements Plus. Uh, going to be a good interview because they've got new services available to the public, and, boy, this is the time of year to consider adding finished square footage to your house, especially in that lower level. Yeah, Basements Plus is growing. Um, so many of our team partners, the inside-outside guys, are growing. And when we say growing, we mean growing out. They're moving to other parts of the, of the state. Yeah. And we absolutely love seeing that success. But you're right, Chuck. We've always said what's what's less expensive, going out, going up, or going down. And Duo, you, down, up, out. There you go. Remember that? If you have <laughs> a basement, it's always going to be less expensive to put a living quarters in your basement. I don't care what it is. Even if you're putting a a bathroom down there and you don't have a bathroom, it's going to be less expensive yeah. than building an addition and putting a bathroom in that addition. Our article on Friday in the Detroit News Homestyle section discussed that idea, that concept, and uh, where the you know the bigger cost is and, and that type of thing. We also discussed the fact that uh, real estate people, 
Uh, there's been legislation and laws and court battles over the decades basically addressing the issue of if you finish space in a basement, can you call it finished space when you list the house? And the answer, the simple answer is no. There are some caveats attached to that. But we got people asking us after they read that article, why can't I count that as finished square footage? You you can for all intents and purposes. You just can't list it as finished. Really? Is that it? You can't put it out there as finished? Yeah, it could be but, habitable space, but it just won't be included in the main floor square footage or the main floor plus second floor square footage. I don't know if they still have these. Remember years ago when you'd walk into a restaurant and you'd see all those magazines, those uh, newspaper-like magazines oh, yeah. that were all real estate? Yeah. And they used to be full Full of homes for sale. I used to grab those all the time yeah. and just look at them. Now, you don't see those anymore. Good much. What people are doing now is they're going to the Internet. So I believe if you have a home that's, let's say, it's a 2,000-square-foot house with a finished basement, that's that's going to go a long way. I mean, they, you might not be able to count that as square footage, finished square footage, but your health is definitely going to be worth more if you have that. Oh, it's proven. The, the appraisers uh, will assign information to it. I mean, you'll be taxed on it as added value. Um, there's statistical data that will show the house will sell quicker and bring more money when you have you know finished additional finished space like that. It's just a technical nuance. You just went to a whole new subject. Taxed on it as additional value. <laughs> Well, if the market can prove that it adds value to the home, then the assessors and appraisers have no uh, issues with adding value to the home, and thus, you know, or the, or or your local jurisdiction have no problem. Well, that's why I say right? the tax yeah, <laughs> assessors. Yeah, certainly. And, and, and here's why I say but that it's not a big deal. How many times have we gotten emails saying that people want to do something but they don't want to get a permit for that reason? I know for I, that I, reason I, right I, there. I, the, the reality is, you know, you're, you're, let's say your house is worth, I think the median price of the United States last year was around $240,000. That's the median. So that's middle. That's, you know, halfway up and halfway down, right? But let's say the base price of your, your home in the market is $340,000, and you, you do a, a $40,000 finish in your basement. So now... You've got another forty grand. If you're assessed on an additional twenty, thirty thousand dollars in value, on three hundred and forty thousand dollars, it's not going to make much of a difference. I agree with you. Big but, living difference, but people aren't going to know that in their head, and they're so afraid. And we battle that. I mean, that's part of the battle of this, yeah. of this industry because people actually tell contractors who are putting a bathroom in their basement <laughs> that they don't want it permitted. And as a homeowner, you should want everything that a professional is doing in your basement permitted. And there are places you can go to figure out what that value is going to be or get an idea yeah. what you're going to be paying extra in taxes. And I think you're right. It's not going to be but a small percentage. I mean, if you know what your taxes are, if you've got a tax bill handy, you can tell what your assessments are. And if you just do the math on an additional $20,000 or whatever it is, right? Uh, if if – if you're adding a legitimate forty thousand in value, you're, as a homeowner, you're going to be taxed on half of that. Uh, 
<laughs> Good point. And Good point. and use your number again. Whatever if you're paying thirty mils, then then it'll be you know thirty mils of that additional twenty thousand dollars, which would be an additional six hundred bucks a year, if my math is right. Right. But again, like I said, starting at the show. I know. Better in my pocket than in yours I or know. the jurisdiction. Believe me, I hate taxes. I used to, oh, I know. when my wife and I were building, we would look at jurisdictions, and that's part of what we'd look at. Are the taxes higher? I remember we built on the south side of Davidson years ago, and it wasn't far from the northern border of Oakland County, but the difference in taxes going into Oakland County. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And I got right. a buddy getting ready to sell a house because he's so disgusted by the taxes. Because he lives, happens to live in Oakland County. Well, then you get to people that live in the, the beautiful city, great city of Detroit. We had a friend. Yeah. If he was a producer, right? right? Now, he was a producer years yeah. ago. Yeah. That had a house. And Good it was guy. unbelievably amazing what his tax bill was for the home he lived in in the city. I know. Let's say it was a $100,000 home, and I'm just making this up. His taxes were like 3000 a year, which was just plain stupid. I, I remember five. I remember they were. I know. I, it probably yeah. was. It was. It was terrible, and we felt for him. And he, he kept saying, "What do I do? You go sell a house because there's nothing you can do to change." That. You're right. You're right. And just a few weeks ago, um, there was uh, Marie. I think. I think it was last week. Was talking about how many people are staying, how many generations now are living in the same house. Like when we were, when well, you had your mom recently. When my my wife had herself. Her, she lived with her grandparents, and then her great grandmother lived with them. And the reason I'm saying that is because you don't have to have a mother-in-law's quarter. You can fix a basement up to to absolutely be a wonderful living spot for people, especially for the walkout basement. Yeah, and and put a uh, what you call it a lift on the stairway. Yeah, those yeah. lifts have come down in price amazingly in the last fifteen twenty years. It's funny. I have five child children, and one of my children, the youngest, says. You, mom and dad, will never live in a home. You will always live by yourselves or with me. And I love that. No kidding. <laughs> I love that she's so... Make her put it in writing. Yeah, exactly. There you, <laughs> there you go. But you know what? Here's the thing. When that time comes and she has a house that's not finished, we'll finish that basement. Absolutely. You know, put takes. your money into their house. And yeah. I remember when I was young, helping my father finish the basement in, uh, in Berkeley and now, looking back at it, I guarantee I got some major um, asbestos exposure when I was well, young. That explains that. a lot about you. <laughs> when I had that eye twitch. When I was young, a, f- a finished basement was one where the floor and walls were painted. Yeah, you're right. And that was about it. You're right. We had a ping pong table. We had a pool table. But people thought we had money because it was painted and Speaking it was dry. Of Speaking of paint, here's an email we get quite a bit. I have a slight leak on my basement wall. Will the waterproof paint work, or should I apply the waterproof paint? And if it does work, you don't want it to, okay? If you get moisture through that wall and you block it from coming through that wall, where is that moisture staying? It's staying in the concrete. Oh, it'll go to the neighbors. (laughs) It's staying in the concrete. It could stay if you have a block wall, um, which many of the homes do here in southeast Michigan. Those can literally fill up with water. So paint is not an interior wall. No, if moving through the wall is a relief mechanism. Think about that. And there you if go. you shut that off, it's going to build up and appear somewhere else in a worse situation, guaranteed. Whenever you used to go to a yeah. uh, Ace Hardware, you have a lot that had that block that was sank yeah. in water and yeah. 
the, the water running around it because they were so impressed showing you that this product doesn't let water go through the wall. Yep, you're right, it doesn't, but that's not a good thing, is it? And it really was a deceptive display because there's no constant pressure, you know. I mean, that was open to the air. There was a pump. You know, it's different in your basement when it's building up from the outside in because the physics demands that uh, high water will go to low, that, that high pressure will go to low. I mean, there's just a bunch of principles that work there that demand that that's going to come in your basement. And then once it gets there in December and January come around and it freezes next to your basement, puts that pressure, That's what you, that, that hydrostatic oh. pressure is amazing what it can do to those walls. And we've seen it. I've seen it, Chuck. I've seen people who have waited so long, ignored it so long, that it pushes the walls right down. So, hey, stick around. We're going to have Steve Iverson, owner of Basements Plus, come on after the break. In the meantime? In the meantime, you still have some concerns about different types of pests getting into your home. The bugs are crawling under the siding and seeking the warmth. The mice are looking for the warmth that we've got stink a solution. Bugs. Get rid of them stink bugs. They drive you crazy. <laughs> I know what solution is. A great company that is growing, growing, growing here in Southeast Michigan. Rove Pest Control. We're going to shut up all that music plays. I like that tune. That's a great tune. <laughs> I saw him in concert years ago. You know, who did that? Was it? Derek Clapton. It was Eric Clapton. I was going to say, it was the old Derek from Derek and the Dominoes. That was their song? Yeah. Layla. We did that? He, they did Layla. Oh, okay. That was Eric Clapton. Derek was Eric Clapton. Ah, okay. You Gosh, showing your age, bud. Lay Down Stick Sally. Lay You'll down learn Sally. stuff from me. That's the song if I'm driving down the road and that song comes up, my somehow my volume goes to all the way up as soon as it comes on. I tend to crank it for a lot of stuff. It's a great song. <laughs> I love it. I, I still like We're it. a couple old rockers, aren't I know we? It. Yeah. Hey, uh, you know, just a minute ago in the last uh, segment, we were talking about emails that we get when people send us an email asking if they can paint their basement walls. And you made the comment years ago, painting the basement wall was considered finished basement years ago, right? It was right? years ago. Right now. Right <laughs> that now. was a dry basement. <laughs> right now we have a gentleman with us that uh, – Heck, I can say, in, invented Dry Basements Plus. 20 years ago, started Dry Basements Plus, and today, the owner of Basements Plus, Steve Iverson, is on with us. How you doing, Steve? Good, guys. How are you doing? Phenomenal. Life is good. you got to be happy. Thanks for taking this time out on a Sunday. It's your 20th anniversary. You guys are doing new stuff. You've won some great awards from the Building Industry Association. Talk to our audience about your company. Yeah, well, thanks for having me. Um, you know, it is our 20th year. Uh, we started in 2003 with just my my wife and I uh, doing basement finishing strictly. Um, you know, and so as time has gone on, um, we've evolved. You know, our services. We've added on great teammates. You know, new members to the family. And literally, I have you know a good percentage of my family working with us. I have. You know, me and my wife, um, my son Kyle joined us a year and a half ago, my two nephews, uh, Brendan and Colby, my brother Craig, and then we have some, you know, lifelong friends and, you know, that really are part of uh, the culture, a big part of the culture um, at Basements Plus. And so we are, you know, we're grateful that we've been able to do this for 20 years and um, it's just been, been a lot of fun. Smart, smart hiring people that you know are going to take ownership, that you, you know you can trust coming in, in the building. And that's 
Boy, to be able to work with your family like that, what a blessing that is. Yeah, it's it's great. I love coming to work every day, and, uh, you know, hopefully they do too, but, you know, it's just, uh, you know, we have a great uh, culture at our, at our business. We have long-standing employees that, you know, have been there for 10, 15 years who have really helped build and shape, you know, our culture, and and it's just, you know, we have a good time. You guys have been to our office, and you've seen what we've, what we've got going on yes. there. And, um, you know, it, I just love getting up and going to work. What we like about you guys is that passion, is the fact that you enjoy what you do. It's, it's, it's not work if you enjoy it. You've expanded into the western side of the Lower Peninsula, too. We did. We, uh, we, earlier this year, um, I would say March, we opened an office in Grand Rapids, and so... We're serving the greater Grand Rapids area with uh, with all of our services, and uh, and those services have actually expanded over the years. We we started out doing basement finishing, and our customers, um, you know, were struggling to find uh, those that had some issues with their basements. Um, we're struggling to find uh, a good quality waterproofing or foundation repair company. So along the way. You know, we decided we needed to fill that gap ultimately so we could finish a basement, but then, you know, applied those services um, across the board. And so, you know, now we're doing basement finishing, waterproofing, structural repairs, crawl space uh, repairs, and new to 2024, we'll be installing egress windows. Now, you, you skipped over something that you kind of evolved into, which was indoor air quality and finishing lower levels. That almost becomes a necessity for a professional company like yours. You want to talk to that issue? Yeah, we have um, a uh, dehumidifying component of our uh, indoor air quality. Um, and, and really, humidity control and basement finishing is of the highest importance. If you, if you have a moist basement you're going to be uncomfortable. Um, it's hard to heat and cool a moist basement, so you really need to dry the air out. We've got a, a dehumidifier that actually will circulate the air in the basement as well, so it's not just stale, stagnant air. Um, we're dehumidifying and we're moving and we're cleaning the air in the same same time. Well, I love this. I mean, you started out with you and your bride finishing basements. You would probably have to refer out a repair, wait for them to come and do it, and as a homeowner, the fact that you do all that stuff now, I only have to call one company. Turkey. And, and it's not just enough for you guys to make sure the basement's waterproofed and then make sure it's finished, but you want to make sure that they're breathing clean, healthy air once you... Because, Chuck, you and I are always talking about when it comes to that air down there, whether it's in a crawl space, a basement, like that corner sump pump room, you're making yeah. sure they don't have to deal with those issues once you're done with your and work. And the egress window installation, that's got to be a part of almost every project you do, and you guys do that now yourselves? Yeah. So, um, that you know, anytime you're putting a, a bedroom in a basement or, you know, habitable living space um, is really, you know, what we're building down there. And so um, egress window becomes a, a very important piece of the puzzle when you're when you're building out a basement and making sure you have safe means of egress. I love that. So that's part of your design services on the front side as well, isn't it? Yeah. So if somebody calls us for a basement finishing project, we do a free consultation. 
which is we're going to just come out, meet with you, talk to you, find out what it is, what the dream is, is really what we're, we're trying to get after. And then we'll take this information back to, I have a CAD team in our office that do nothing but draw awesome uh, floor plans for our customers day in and day out. And so they'll develop a floor plan with some 3D imaging and um, at that point, we'll come back to you with a plan, a proposal, and say this is what you know what we've got for you. This is what it's going to cost, and from there it can change, obviously, um, and it typically does. But until this point, there's no charge. We, we're doing all this upfront design work on our dime because we really want you to visualize and understand what you're getting into. That's a heck of an education for the buyer. People don't realize your decades of experience translates into a huge value for them in terms of what you'll teach them during that design process. Yeah. Yeah. And our team has seen and, you know, and developed a ton of really cool projects. So it's a fun business because every single basement we get into is different. Um, And so we get to design new things on a daily basis. Steve, last week, um, Marie Osborne, senior news analyst here at WJR, uh, was talking about a story of how people are moving back. The the older generation, the parents are starting to move back in with their children. Do you see that as yeah. a need? Do you see a lot of that need when someone has a basement that's not finished? And Because my thought is I'm looking at your website right here, and you have a 12-month no, pay, no payments here. If I wanted yeah. to move mom and dad in, finance this, and they can make the payments. Wait for them to sell our yeah, house. Maybe. Exactly. Exactly. Are you seeing a lot yeah. of that, Steve? We do. We see a lot of that, um, whether it's mom and dad or college kids coming home from, from school. And, you know, it, it takes a while for those for that group to be able to afford a house, especially in today's economy. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a great choice, um, you know, moving your parents into the basement, keeping them at home as soon as possible. And our financing is awesome right now. We have a November special going on one year, um, no interest, no payments, and it's an unsecured loan, so you can keep, yeah. Forgive me, we got to run to a break. Can you hold on with us during the break and come back? You got it. Yep. God bless you. We like that. And you know what? Electrician, everyone can trust out there that we have referred to so many people. They probably put in... 10 generators a day is probably their average. Oak Electric, they just moved. They're only getting larger, just like Basements Plus. If you need any electrical work, make sure you contact Oak Electric. Welcome back, everybody. Appreciate you being with us. It's not just Ken and I. It's also Steve Iverson from Finished Basements Plus, finishedbasementsplus.com. And this company is so good at basement design and build that the Building Industry Association this year awarded them the first place award, gold, for basement design build. you want to talk about that a little bit, Steve? We're going to make you uh, talk about your accolades here. <laughs> um, sure, yeah. So we, we got an award from the Builders Association of Southeast Michigan Gold Award in design um, of specialty rooms and design and build of specialty rooms. And it's a great award. Um, it's, it's basically your peers are, are voting on um, your project and they selected us as a gold, gold winner, which is really, you know, awesome. We're very proud of that. And it was a really cool project. It had um, 
you know, it had a really nice, uh, well-designed bar um, with, you know, wine refrigerator and uh, some really neat uh, backlit shelving that we did. Um, behind that was a speakeasy, so, you know, there's a, a bar up front, and then there's a hidden bookcase door that you walk through into the speakeasy. Um, under the stairs, we built kind of a, a, a playhouse for the kids. Um, it really visually turned out to be an awesome space um, for the whole family. There's um, just some really cool features to it. Man, I love that. That now, was cool. Can we agree that doing a good job like this in that lower level is not a do-it-yourself project? Yes, it's it's not. You know, um, it it used to be when my dad was growing up, or when, my, when I was growing up, my dad did our basement, and, you know, I know many other fathers have done the same. You know, this is a whole different ball game that we're into. It used to be paneling, and now it's all types of different finishes and different design work, and, you know, the insulation is specific. The materials that are used now in basement finishing are very specific to basements because they are, you know, prone to higher moisture um, and prone to potential flooding and prone to mold growth. So everything we do is to make sure that we're using the right products in, um, you know, in developing a, a lower level, essentially, not a finished basement. And since Dad uh, did that years ago, we've learned more basement science, basically, is what you're saying as well, Steve. So we yeah. know the mistakes not to make. And I got to tell you, I, I see a lot of web pages. Your web page is phenomenal. Anybody who wants to go to uh, Basements Plus and meet the team, your entire team is yeah. on there at Basements Plus. Everything you do is on here at uh, your website. Uh, I really encourage people to go take a look at this. It's It's a phenomenal website. Because of your uh, thinking regarding indoor air quality in that lower level, what do you guys do in terms of mechanicals when you're finishing a space down there? Well, um, you know, the plumb we can we do you know plumbing, electrical, and heating in in all the basements. Um, one of the most important things is to heat and cool your basement properly. And what we do um, is we put the heat in the ceiling, and then we have the colder returns down at the floor line. And a lot of times people will ask us why we do that, because in the upstairs of their home, the heat's at the floor, cold air returns are up high. <laughs> the exactly. reason is, is because we want the velocity coming out of the pipe. And every time you take and you extend that pipe and you put a bend in it, you bring it down a cold concrete wall, you put another bend in it, not only, so you're losing velocity out of the pipe, um, and then you're trying to, you know, you're losing the heat essentially because you're dragging it down a cold concrete wall. So we leave the the heat in the ceiling, the cold air return, we get the velocity out of the pipe, and you, you basically drag the heat across the floor with that cold air return down low, so you're washing the floor with the warm air. And that um, keeps people's feet know. a little warmer, doesn't it? Yeah, and, you know, if you don't have the cold air return, it's really the key in the whole thing. You know, I, I hear stories constantly about, you know, my head's hot and my feet are cold, and that's because you're not pulling that heat to the floor and washing it across the floor. That's what I want people to understand. Basements Plus only does basements, and they know how to do it right. They know the science 
of how to do it right in the basement. And again, you have a, a page on your website, frequently frequently asked questions, and a lot of the questions that people have are there. As far as flooring, you mentioned the cold feet. What do you recommend on basement floor? Do you like carpeting? Do you like certain kind of carpeting? What do you like to see on a floor? Yeah. I like a combination. So we're doing a lot of vinyl plank right now, and vinyl plank has come a really long ways. It looks awesome, um, and it goes really well with carpeting. So, you know, we're trying to combo it. So maybe you would do um, carpet in the living room, and then the bar um, bathroom area would end up being vinyl plank, and it would kind of have a continuous flow and so you can kind of define the spaces of a basement of a finished basement based on the floor covering i like that you're never going to put that down unless you're 1000 percent sure they're not going to have to deal with moisture again exactly now it's common for your company after you do a great job in that lower level to be asked to do something upstairs what's your attitude there you know for many years um well until this year actually we would go back and do projects for past customers. We were constantly getting asked to do, you know, first floor renovations. And we would do that, but just for past customers. And this year we've opened that up to the general public where we will do interior renovations, first floor, second floor, master baths, kitchens, um, for the general public. We're not, you know, we're not an exterior remodeler. We're not into windows, doors, and siding and roofing. Interior renovations, um, we're good at it. Um, our team has, uh, you know, they're, they're specialized in interior modeling. And, and so we have opened that up to the, to the general public. Steve, you have a, a phenomenal guide that we saw last time we were at your place. Finished Basements 101, the guide to doing it right. Can homeowners contact you and, and get a copy of that so they can start planning their dream basement? Absolutely. Yeah. Call us. Um, we'll mail a copy out to you. You can, you can have the book for free and a free consultation is, is also, um, available to them as well. What number should they call Steve? Uh, 887-926-6630. I'm sorry, 877-926-6630. And of course they can go to finishbasementsplus.com. Is that the right website? Yeah. Yep. And you guys also offer financing because if you got to go in there and do some waterproofing first and modify mechanicals and put in an egress window and then do the finish, that might be a big project. So you can handle it all. Yep, we can. we got great financing options right now. And make sure that the homeowners are breathing good, clean, healthy air coming up from that lower level. Steve Iverson, owner of Basements Plus, tell your bride Amy we said hello and thank you so much for coming on with us today Thanks, and Steve. taking such great care of our listeners. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. You Stay too. well. You too, Steve. Thank you very much. You know, I mentioned Amy, who's a phenomenal lady in the building business. CNC Heating and Air Conditioning has Daniel Hoddle-Corian, who is a phenomenal woman in the business, getting tons of accolades from the industry for what she does for the heating and cooling industry. We'll make this next segment brought to you by CNC Heating and Air Conditioning.
Welcome back, everybody. I do appreciate you being with us. We ask you to join us at 888-654-GUYS. Uh, from 12 to 1, we're going to be talking with the gentleman from Foundation Systems of Michigan. But for the next hour, the phone lines are open for you. Phone lines are 100% open. We will take any and all of your calls. 888-654-GUYS, which equals 888 888- Six five four four eight nine seven. I've got a request to make of no. you, partner. No, the answer is no. To try to get you to be a little more earth friendly and destroying trees. Well, then the answer is definitely no. I know because <laughs> you've told me, not because I've seen that you use toilet paper. What people don't know is that toilet paper is typically made from 100% virgin wood fiber, which means that they clear cut trees. Yep, for that. And what I believe we should start doing is using bamboo toilet paper because it's a grass, it's a weed. Or hemp. They say it's a little coarser, but. Or hemp. Or hemp. I don't know why hemp isn't. Like, we don't need to cut down anything else. A lot of countries do use hemp. I know they do. For a lot of different I know things. They do. I, know I know. I was uh, now, now, I know you're teasing about the thing, but I'm, I'm driving down the road the other day and I go buy a corn crop here in southern Genesee County. And I'm not kidding. There had to be two to three hundred sandhill cranes out in this field. Ribeye of the sky. You got it. <laughs> no, we can't shoot them here. But Chuck, when did we ever see that we were kids? When did we ever see a sandhill crane at all oh, when I know. we were kids? I know. It. This environment we live in is phenomenal. No one's going to talk me into some crisis. Yeah, you know, it's funny to say that my son and I were on a wing shoot a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, Our, talking and about we're driving shoot. through the woods. And just seeing the millions upon millions of trees yeah, in one little tiny part of Lower Peninsula. And he and I made the comment to that effect that we are so blessed and the environment is really in wonderful shape, especially compared to when I was a kid. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I mean, I remember the first time I was sitting it up, KFC drive through at M59 in Voorhees. And all of a sudden, these feathers start raining down on my on my truck, and I have no. And I look up, <laughs> and there was this. a hawk tearing apart a dove on a, a a light pole. And Chuck, I was amazed that I saw a hawk back then. Yeah, because we never saw them. No, and I remember just looking up at them, going, "That is so cool." The peregrine falcons, when they introduced them, they put some nests at the Renaissance Center yeah. back in the nineties, and that was a huge deal back then. Yes. Oh, it's Our cool. environment is phenomenal. Yeah, it truly is, and and I I'll argue that with anybody. It's other countries that we can't control that are polluting the world, but and we did it. The United States. Oh yeah, back in the forties, fifties, yeah. yeah. when we talk about the geodesic dome, our Buckminster Fuller's dome, his vision was to enclose cities with that because pollution was so bad and condition the air in cities. But what do you know? We figured it out ourselves. What a concept. What a concept. And we didn't have to radically alter society to do it. We, I, I mean, the main thing that killed all those animals were the DDTs, right? DDTs and, and poisons like that, yeah. Right. I mean, the, the, the herbicides. The, the, the birds would eat the crickets, and then they'd get sick, and that's yeah. how they, they all went away. But I saw a map recently of the nesting eagles in Michigan in the early 90s, and there was maybe 20 pair. Today, it covers the map. Oh, it covers the map with the eagles, we see the eagles, uh, and I love it. Uh, we actually saw a couple in Genesee County. My son and I, uh, when we were golfing a month ago, yeah, that, those 
poisons affect what they call the benthic layer, the, the very lowest rung of the food chain. Yeah. yeah. And eventually every rung gets affected when the lowest rung is affected. But when they get rid of that, everything benefits. We figured it out. I know. You know, the science of it. We figured cool. out what we were doing wrong, and we reversed it. And when I drive and I see two to three hundred sandhill cranes, my goodness. And it's beautiful. It's just to, to me... Maybe the kids nowadays don't understand it, but to me, I look at that and just go, that is amazing. I don't know if you can appreciate it if you haven't lived through the era where you didn't see any. I mean, right. coyotes, you didn't see them. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Certainly didn't see bear down in the lower peninsula. Or deer in Detroit. Yeah. Know. None of that stuff. I sent you a picture yesterday. We had a, a beautiful eight-point buck in our backyard Yeah. yesterday morning. Yeah, that's so cool. It's just just. It, yeah, and I would let that live too. Just so you know, she she was pretty. Um, have you seen any sloped toilets in the public restrooms you're going in? I have not. I have not. Interesting story. You might see a, a, a toilet that literally looks like it's installed badly, but it slopes from the back to the front. And the idea is to make people hurry when they use them. You don't. Get, I don't. I don't need that. I'm on. I'm off. So many people take you don't read. Ever. You're you right. Take, you don't take I do your phone read. in and no, I do. But it's not good to sit for long. It's no. just not good. I learned years ago: get on, get off, go. Yeah. So that's why I don't take any reading material in, in there with me. <laughs> go ahead. Well, the sloped one forces you to use your legs to keep your rear end on it. Interesting. And people, they say, use them 25 percent faster because they tire so quickly of keeping themselves on the toilet. So we're starting to see those in public restrooms. And a gentleman developed it specifically for that purpose because he was tired of waiting in lines. <laughs> I thought that was a hoot. Oh, more housing information you can trust coming up after this <laughs> segment here. So put a slope toilet in your guest bedroom or bathroom. Then again, if you want them to stay in there and not have to interact with them, put a cup crawl one in there. Taking your phone calls, we get back. 888-654-4897. Hey, we got a great company you and I talk about all the time. We did a Zoom meeting with uh, one of their marketing people this past week, and it just reiterated everything you and I know about this company. Yeah, we first found them because they were super honest with one of our listeners, and the company is Foundation, Foundation Solutions 360. Yeah, we're having more fun than two guys deserve to have on a Sunday morning. We appreciate you being with us. Want you to spread the word. The charge of admission here, gosh, sixteen years ish that we've been doing this show hasn't changed. <laughs> we ask people to spread the word about the show, uh, about the website, about the articles in the Detroit News and in Home Pros Magazine. Uh, our objective is to help you with your home. Right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We are here. For, and there's so many ways that we want to help you with your home. We really, we get so many emails from older people that don't know who to trust. And it is very humbling to the two of us. Yeah, and, it is. And, and we like being that people for that person. For and you. the rare time that you call one of our uh, trusted team partners and don't get the service you believe you should have gotten, we follow up, and I don't think we've ever, ever had a team partner in that situation that didn't immediately follow up and say, gosh, I didn't know about that. Uh, give me the number. I'm going to call them. I'm going to 
take care of that. And a lot of times, matter of fact, that happened just recently. Uh, we had an email, and she said our person wouldn't go out there. And it actually was Amnesty Air Duct Cleaning. Oh, okay. And, and see, Chuck and I have the cell phone numbers to all the owners of these companies. And a lot of times, they don't get to them. The issues don't get to them because right. they hire people, and they put them in a position to take care of them. So when I got that, I just said to Stephen, he goes, that's not right. Please have her call back. And they took care of it. And she, and she wanted amnesty. And she took care of them. And uh, they did. A so. lot of that comes because uh, the message gets lost. You thought you left a message on a Sunday night yes. and it never got retrieved or it didn't get or it maybe accidentally got erased. We really encourage you strongly to try to call these companies during normal business hours and talk to a person. So very important. So it is, especially as busy as they are. Are you uh, going inside the house and cleaning and doing stuff that maybe you didn't do in July and June because it was so nice outside? Mm, not particularly. No, I cleaned the house this morning. Did laundry this morning. You know, I... Yeah, I know. You and I. <laughs> you and I both. I know. It's like do but, something, let that machine work. Here's, here's, my wife knows this. Here's what's going to happen. When winter comes, a bunch of stuff always gets done inside the house. I that way, too. I've, I've already got a bunch of stuff in my head I plan on doing once the cold weather comes because I've got to stay busy. You know? I do too. And why not? Right. I've been spot cleaning carpets, getting ready to shampoo them. Yeah, it's you... it's time for new carpeting for us. I've actually got. Oh, that's right. I've stopped shampooing it because it's time to get new. And I will. Yeah, we have a new team partner that post coming. I really want to talk to them. So uh, good. Yeah. I like that uh, grout cleaning. I'll tell you, I have had real success. Now again, I don't let stuff get too far gone and if that's the case with you maybe i say you the listener um but baking soda with hydrogen peroxide is a great um i want to say aggregate it allows you to, to scrub the tile yeah yep yep um uh solution in a spray bottle of of white vinegar and water half and half uh, and just letting that soak for five minutes before you scrub tile and grout. The grout line is usually what gets dirty, right? Right, right, right. But if you do that, uh, just pick small spots and work on one small spot at a time, ventilate well, and then seal that tile afterwards. That's Next the year, key. this time, you'll be going, wow, still looks good. <laughs> that You know, so much of that stuff for homeowners is, is I don't want to say out of sight. It's just out of mind. They may see it every time you jump in the shower. And they may see a grout line that's starting to lose the grout, and they don't do anything about it. They just let it go. Gosh. You have to take care of that stuff. Yeah, even do. if you don't have, let's say you don't have, okay, I don't have, I can't afford even 300 bucks. There are people that can't afford that. Oh, a lot of people. Then go grab a tube of caulk and seal. Make sure it's dry. Literally don't, you know, if you have to take a hair dryer to it, whatever you do, something just to seal that because anytime there is a leak, it will never ever ever get better on its own no matter where it's at it'll only start causing problems further on down the line so but then chuck the ceiling part that's the key it really is the key if you want to keep pretty clean easy to clean the sealer's the best bet yeah yeah hey, you know we just had a request uh come through the email from tallahassee florida it's a great question would you discuss on your show the difference between a down-to-the-stud full replacement of a window versus an insert-only or sash-only replacement? Something that people who are looking for new windows need to be aware of at the start of the agreement, right? Yeah, and people don't know. Yeah, you're right, they don't know. A lot of people don't even think to ask the question, but the two basic types, 
One is literally they take the entire old unit out, frame and all, which means you're looking at the bare studs that, that created the hole in the wall for the original window. Now, that requires taking the casing off on the inside. Casing, I know, that trim on the inside that you love so much, you know, that covers the gap between the window frame and the drywall, that has to come off. And is it included to be put back? Yeah, it better. <laughs> now, if you're dealing with a company like Clarkson Window and Door and Jeff Weaver, they will make sure that it's not only put back, but if, if the wall needs to be repainted, they will do that. That will be part of their bid as well. Now, I'm just saying there are companies in southeast Michigan, well, that will not be part of their bid. They'll do the window, they'll put the window in, but the interior trim is left to the homeowner. Oh, and if there's plaster, taking the old trim off can destroy plaster. Sure. And a company has to be really good at that. Now, that's one method of getting new windows in, and it's the one I personally prefer. The other more common one is where they leave the old frame in, they leave the casing, all the trims inside and out, stay the same, and all they replace is the sashes. They will take the old sashes out, which is the framed glass. Which is Yes, which is the glass with the frame around it. And we have gotten emails from very disappointed homeowners in the past saying just that. I... I hired to get new windows, and yeah, technically you are getting new windows, but they're not taking the whole window out. Yeah. And now you think that's done more often than than taking the whole than the. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, there's some companies that's what they specialize in. Now, if you get a company, let's say Window World, for example, that typically does a sash only replacement. They are expert at maximizing the amount of view and glass that you have which is key. in the replacement unit. Yeah, because a lot of people get this done by a bad company, and they look out the window and they go, I swear I'm not seeing as much glass as I used to. Well, you might not be because you got a company that, that uh, did it badly, and you're looking at less glass and, and, and arguably a smaller window. And from the outside, this is this is what you have guys like Jeff Waver from Clarkson Window Door say, I can drive by a house and tell which one was done. Right. Because most of the sash only are not done professionally. Now, the sash only are going to be much less expensive. Absolutely. And that's one of the reasons those will get popular because we all know how important price is to people. Yeah. Right. A lot quicker. Yeah. And you need a professional company if you're going to have sash only. I mean a true professional company, not a, a mill that's grinding out jobs. And that's one of the reasons that Ken and I so strongly refer the window world people. They are so good at it. And this is what's so important, why we like. When we talk about Steve Iverson from Basement Plus earlier. We've been in that facility. We've seen the guys come in with smiles. We do the same thing at Window World. We do the same thing at Clarkson Window and Door. We meet these guys. Everyone has a smile on their face. They're happy to be there, which almost always means a better job for the homeowner. Do you remember meeting Jasmine Lindemood and talking with her? What, what a, a great cheerful, gal. great gal what she a great, is. Yes. She takes ownership, right? She does. She of, does. Of what? Of Douglas Water Conditioning, a great company that has years of experience here in southeast Michigan, making sure you drink clean, pure, healthy water. Go to the InsideOutsideGuys.com and check out Douglas Water Conditioning. 
Welcome back, everybody. Appreciate you being with us. Phone lines are open for the next half hour, roughly, until we uh, talk with Dale King at Foundation Systems of Michigan. So appreciate you being with us. And if you don't have things for us to talk about, then by golly, we do, because we get about 20 emails a day from you, our listeners, that we respond to. And we'd like to bring up those topics, because if one of you is bothered by something, chances are a lot of you are. Um, Repiping. Plastic pipe. Yep. You and I have fallen in love with the new plastic pipe, the what everybody calls PEX, right? Yes. If you're going to have a plumbing company in and do repiping, I I really like the PEX product for a lot of reasons. It's quieter. Um, it doesn't off-gas. It doesn't change its physical components like even copper. And I love copper. You know me, man. I, I love to sweat copper fittings. But... There's something to be said for the PEX product. Here's one caution, though. Here's a caveat. If you bought your pipe in one place or a guy gave it to you or whatever, and then you're going to Home Depot or Lowe's or whatever to buy fittings for it, remember, different fittings are compatible with different types of plastic pipe. Right. And if you buy PEX product, you buy better buy PEX fittings. Why okay, are you... that's somewhere I think the government should get involved. <laughs> And I'm I, I'm not for that normally. That's like the dongles with the cell phones. Exactly, all the different chargers yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, come on, or or all the different uh, heads out there for screws and stuff like that. Let's get them all universal. It's like the rechargeable batteries. I mean, if you buy Milwaukee, you got to buy their battery, or yep. Ryobi, you got to buy their battery. <laughs> They're not stupid, but nope. those fittings are critical because if you use, I mean, they look like they, they will feel like they work. They will look like they worked. They'll be applied with similar tools, and you'll think you're done, and then you'll have a leak. Right. Right. So big caution, big caveat for any do-it-yourselfers out there working with that plastic pipe. Make sure the fittings are compatible. Or get a professional. Make sure it's done right. Past Gee, there's a concept. <laughs> and you can find them professionals, the insideoutsideguys.com. Wow, I wouldn't even think in that way. <laughs> so one of the emails we get a lot this year, and I know we've gone over this so many times, so if you heard this before, sorry. Um, the AC units, we get that question, do we cover the whole, do we wrap the whole <laughs> AC unit or do we just cover the top? And you can wrap the whole C, whole AC unit and all you're doing is increasing your chances of rodents getting inside that unit. If you wrap it and you make it warm from the wind around it. Then you better and, call Rove Pest Control immediately. R-O-V-E, right? <laughs> and if I'm a mouse, I'm going in there. So that's the main reason we don't want you to cover the entire thing. We just want you to cover the top of it because we have seen and heard of, and there's not a an AC tech out there that hasn't seen wires in an AC unit chewed up by mice. I mean, a vehicle that sits. Yeah, right. Anything like that, right. a lawnmower. Do you feed the mice this time of year? What do you mean feed the mice? Put out food for no. them to ingest? No, I got a cat in the house. I don't have an issue with mice in my house. So yeah, what worry. about outside? Yeah, that, 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 Not worried about it? No. We've got a shed. they got a lot of good equipment out there. And a, a, a bottom of a deck. Mm-hmm. Your deck is 12 feet off the ground, so that's probably not an issue for you. But I will strategically place, uh, they look like tricks, kind of a green but they're not for kids. Product. No, they're not for kids or pets. <laughs> so you got to be really careful how you utilize stuff like this. But uh, 
we have neither anymore at the house, and I will put it around in the garage, the shed, underneath the deck, and it's Remick, R-E-M-E-K, that I buy at a farm and fleet. They also make it in blocks. Okay. But I, I'm a big believer that I, if I give them that poison, I'm going to keep them out of my house, and I knock on wood. I've been blessed in not having issues or wiring harnesses destroyed on the lawn tractor or whatever. Right. Now, I haven't put any out lately, but I have. But you go into my shed, you're going to find some in the top corners. There you go. Um, I Last year, I threw some up in my, um, I say through, yes, I threw them up in my attic. You know, into yeah. the areas I do. Yeah, that that's a safe. great place. Yeah, yep. They'll never be done again. So, you know what? I, my cat going can't go into those attics. My cat can't doesn't go in the basement. Yeah. So no, I'm 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 okay with using. I'd that be stuff. curious to know if if the if the cat would even ingest it, but it's not worth no. the risk if you love the cat. Now, yeah. years ago, I did have a dog ingest some in my pole barn, and we had luckily we were able to get him to the vet on time and get him a, an actual infusion, blood infusion, and, that's scary. and, and save him. Yeah, that was years ago. Um, so now I'm obviously a lot more careful with them. Yeah, I mean they're they're kind of a pretty color and they're round and very easily eaten. So you know, protecting babies and small children. Yes, is yeah. critical. Good idea. But the good thing about what you're saying, those poisons, is once they ingest those poisons, they're not going to die in your house. They're going to go look for water and they're going to go outside and look for water. And, and they tend to ya. regurgitate that food and share it. Yeah, right. with the nest. Right. Right, right, right. And so you're not just getting rid of one. Hopefully you're getting rid of a bunch of them. And I know it sounds terrible, and I hope no one's offended by it, but the truth is they can do so much damage. Again, again, that's what one of the reasons why it is so important this time of year to prepare for that, yeah. to eliminate the chances of that. Um, if you have any small gaps, if you have wood, wood or any kind of debris packed up against your house, if your grass is too long, get a weed whacker and... Get those weeds away from your house, yeah. Chuck. It's amazing to me when I drive around and I see Bushes. these houses, and I want to say, do you listen to the guys? Because they'll, they, they'll let trees grow right next to their foundations. Tree and bush cut and fool even this time of year. And I go and burn it and then have a good day you know, with a coffee, you know, burning. Right, right. Uh, it's so important. We had a good friend years ago bought a new RV. And in the first year, he had it in, in covered storage. But he didn't do anything like we're talking about, oh, and they got into the wiring harness. And three years later, he sold that vehicle because they could not fix all the problems. Wow. I know it. It's disgusting. Wow. It's frightening, isn't wow. it? Wow. Yeah, it is. You, I guarantee he lost thousands of dollars. Oh, he did. And it because was such of a frustration, you know, because a repair company would have it, say it was fixed. He'd get it, find out something else doesn't work, you know, and, and they just couldn't. I mean, they literally would have had to gut it and replace the wiring harness entirely, which right. they did not do. But. Right, right. Hey, this week we had an email from a homeowner that is moving from the city okay. into the country. Yay. And where she's moving to has a private well and a septic tank. Huh. And she wanted to know what she can expect. What are the big things she can expect when she moves? Who? I mean, I would have them thoroughly inspected by somebody that, knows what they're doing like a terry russell that'd be my right. first thing right. um wells private water wells in particular do you know where it is how old is it is there a well record on file with the state of michigan with that particular well 
That would say a lot to me. Right, right, right. Uh, It'll give you the specifications of what they drilled through, how deep it was, where the uh, water was in the hole, what they call the head, uh, what type of pump was used. Just everything you need to know about it would be literally in that well record. So that would be something I would want. And as a homeowner that has lived on two houses, city water, and now three houses, private well. We grew up on well. It has been zero issue for me switching from one to the other. I, I have, have no only issue I have is my, proper. my sons have gotten older, so I have to carry the salt down the stairs <laughs> now. But obviously, um, Douglas Water Conditioning, can they can yeah, they do it, it for you. deliver it for you and load it. Yeah. Now, septic system, it'd be the same thinking, and I would want a record of it. Um, a lot of these old houses in Michigan, a lot of old farmhouses, will have literally no record of the septic or the well, and that should frighten a homeowner if he or she doesn't know what they're getting into. Um, because a new system or a new well can cost you a whole bunch of money. And at that point, oh. I would want a professional that only works with septic systems come out and inspect it. I'd you know, the tanks are relatively easy to look at usually sure, because sure. they're only six, eight inches below the side, the grass. It's okay to look at it. It's terrible to smell. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm going to take the time this time of year, especially when the ground is as soft as right. it is, to uncover that and see if it's a one or two compartment, how big it is. I prefer a bigger two compartment or three compartment tank because that's where the magic happens. That's where it's either going to fail or not. And uh, and then locate the the field can be located too. It, it uh, even if it's a, what we call a deep cut field from decades ago you're still going to be able to locate the corners of the pipe. Right. I want to know if there's, uh, geez, I don't want to get too technical, but what we call a header pipe that distributes the fluid coming out of the tank across the entire uh, field, or if they didn't put a header in, likely you're only using the two middle pipes in that field. You're right. Which, which is terrible. Yeah, you got it's a 1,200-square-foot field, but you're only using 600 square feet of it. You know. Now, for homeowners out there that have these... Yeah these fields and these uh, tanks. tanks, and you don't know where they are, downstairs where that pipe co- goes to the drain, they're going to be parallel with or that. leaves the house. And in the wintertime, pay attention to where the snow melts first. It's going to melt over the tank and then over the field first. It'll give you a good idea as a homeowner where those are. Where no, those that's are located. good advice, very good advice. Speaking of good advice, you and I have a source that's got – wonderfully trained electricians that can come in and do an appraisal on the house, on the system, recommend upgrades, and then perform them. Such great people at NECA IBEW. As far as solar, EV charging, they have gone residential like you can't believe they can handle your residential project that you may need. We're talking NECA IBEW. Welcome back, everybody. I want to remind you at 12 o'clock, we're going to be talking with the gentleman from Foundation Systems of Michigan, so stick around for another coffee. If you're looking for the bamboo toilet paper, supposedly, uh, you can find it at Kroger or Whole Foods. The Cheeky Panda brand is what I would buy for Ken for Christmas if I was looking for it. So Chinese toilet paper is what you're saying. <laughs> Well, Chuck, you can't be silent on the radio. So if we go to war with them, <laughs> they're going to win because they use bamboo toilet paper. Ugh, can't even imagine it. I know. Got to be slivers in that stuff. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, don't <laughs> even say it. Septic systems. Yes. <laughs> 
people need to realize, it's funny, I remember my, my brother when he and his bride were on a subject saying, tell her she can't use bleach. She really shouldn't. Anything that kills the action in a septic tank where the magic happens, again, that's where the magic happens. <laughs> the magic. What, 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 explain the magic, Chuck. <laughs> I mean, here's the reality. That's is, a good point. The idea in a tank is you're trying to break down all those solids and send what we call gray water out the other end of the tank. If there's too many solids in it and it's not gray, not going to flow. It's not going to work, and you're going to all that solid matter will plug up the pipes in the drain system in the field. So you want you want as clean a water as possible going into the field, so the field doesn't plug up. I mean that's really the truth of it. Okay, so so I'm going to put this in third grade terms. So you want the number two while it's in the tank to eventually turn to the number one. So when it goes out, it flows out. If this if the number two does not break down and it stays solid, it's only going to hurt the system. It's plug up those pipes, yeah. And, and part of the process when it's in there is it'll break down by itself. And if you add something that will kill that bacteria that helps it break down, like a bleach. Yeah, like a bleach. You're going to possibly harm your system. And if you put more solids in, if you're putting things that don't break down, you know, the, 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 the what they call the flushable wipes. Yes. Uh, a lot point. of laundry soap. Um, will inhibit uh, that biodegrading. Um, if you do a lot of laundry in one day, you might flood the tank so that it's putting out brown water instead of gray into the system because the tank has a limited capacity. Right. right. So it's recommended if you're in a septic that maybe you do two loads of laundry on Monday and then two on Thursday right? instead of four on Monday. Now, that's why a product out there when you have a tank, now, it also depends. I lived in a house that had a septic tank and five kids and my wife and I. Yep. So I'm, I had my tank pumped every two years, whether it needed or not. I'd, Do you know if it was a single or double compartment? It was a double. Okay. It was a double, yes. Makes sense. And the one I added in the last house, one that I installed was a double yeah. uh, with a grinder Always. station as well. Um, and for people to know, sometimes grinder stations and pump stations are needed so it can literally push that waste in. So when the solids go in it, that grinder will grind it up and push it out into it's the It's the first step of uh, the biodegrading yeah. yeah, to run it through a macerator to break it up. And then also sometimes you have elevation changes where gravity will not carry it out, so you need to pump it up and then let gravity take it down. And that's what I had because I had to go down under a stream and back up, so I had to have that oh, pump okay. push it out. Now, a common mistake builders make, or it's not as common anymore, was putting that pipe coming out from the house at a bad angle, which yeah. is so very important. That's not at a major angle. Well, even sewer lines running from a house to a public sewer line. There you go. Yeah, right. right. If that angle is not correct, you can have all kinds of grief in that pipe. So we want to make sure people don't have grease. Don't scrape your plates. Don't put your solid food. Don't put grease down any drain, even city. We had an email from Karen this week. I apologize, Karen, what city you're from. She was having a debate with Let's one call of, her Susie. With one of her neighbors. Is that better, Karen? <laughs> with one of her neighbors. If... Uh, grease can be put down a sink, and she's saying no. Her neighbor says it's okay to. Well, and you here, can put it down. You shouldn't. Here was our response. <laughs> you should always avoid 
putting grease down a sink. If you can let it turn to lard, scrape it out, throw it in the garbage, that's better. However, Chuck, exactly. you and I got to admit, exactly. we're cooking. We want to use that pan. We get rid of the grease. If we put grease in our sink, we are going to, number one, run hot water just before, during, and a few seconds after it goes down there to get it moved away so it doesn't build up. And I'm saying, Chuck, like if I'm cooking a hamburger and I want that I mean, If pan, you absolutely got to do it, I would say put Dawn down. And Dawn, too. yes. Something that cuts grease and breaks grease up because hot water alone, that water will cool really quickly. It will. the ground in those pipes. I agree, but at least keep it, hopefully keep it warm enough so it gets away from the main system out of the trap and everything else. So, I um, mean, if you look, how far does your pipe run from your house to the street? Right. 100, 200, 300 feet? I guarantee you that water's cooling, the grease will congeal in the sides of the pipes, and like a bad artery leading to your heart, it'll plug up eventually. And I said you shouldn't, but if you have to, I mean, it's always very little yeah. if I have to run through that. I we'll save old cans, you know, dump it. Yeah. Oh, in, yeah. In I a agree. can and let it congeal, like you said, sure. and throw it in the trash the next day. Uh, anything to keep from dumping it down the drain. Yeah, you do your absolute best not to. And, I, and especially if you're on a septic system for me, I that's very important. Well, public sewers, the problem is we abuse those public sewers. You're right. And they get to the point where, again, you've got anyone out there, we've got a lot of listeners that have paid a plumbing company to come in and clean those pipes out. And if you've had to do that one time, you never want to have to do it again. Yeah, you're right. You're and right. you can avoid it just with some simple tricks like we're talking about here. Doesn't that, take a lot. One of the things that helps septic tanks break those solids down is a product called Ridex. I'm sure people have heard of it. It works. We recommend it. It works. Yeast, just flat out yeast works. But if you have a septic tank, we agree. Do your best not to put any bleaches down that tank, anything that may kill that, that yeah. process. There are all kinds of septic-friendly laundry detergents you can use, and we tend to overuse that stuff anyway. I agree. I agree. Hey, stick around for the next hour as we talk to Dale King from Foundation Systems of Michigan. You will learn a ton about what's beneath your feet in your house. Hey, if you've got a facility that's got any type of mechanical system, coolers, freezers, fryers, you name it, we've got a company that can maintain them for you. Yeah, they do residential, but they specialize in gas stations, uh, restaurants, any place that has a refrigerator, a freezer, grocery stores. Samco's Facility Management Maintenance, they're a phenomenal company, Samco.